Fritz, welcome to the David Glenn Show. Go right ahead. Oh, how you doing today? You're going to have to bear with me because my head's about to explode. All right, tell us why. We'll try to help you. you got you got to let me say one thing and then give you a, a, a summation of it. Go for it. After, after hearing about what you said about Louisville and recently hearing what happened in Notre Dame, I, I've got only one explanation for why nothing happens to Carolina. Okay. And the only thing I can possibly think of is they have more money to spend on attorneys and more attorneys that can do their dirty work for them. How did they not win their UNC football case then? How did, how, did they, how did they end up having to vacate all the wins? When the evidence was against them in football, do you think they, they didn't argue back, or do you think the, the evidence led to a conviction in that case uh, and in other cases, and the evidence wasn't the same in the AFAM scandal? I don't think they gave as much. They don't, they don't care as much about football, basketball. It's a sacred cow over there. I think that's true. I agree with that. They don't care as much about football as about men's basketball, but if you had overpowering evidence against you, the way it was with Marvin Austin, etc., you're going to get convicted. The way Jim Beheim in Syracuse got convicted and Rick Pitino in Louisville just got convicted and Larry Brown at SMU got convicted in basketball, and those are brand-name programs. So if you have a conspiracy theory, why would the NCAA hammer Louisville, hammer Syracuse, hammer other Hall of Fame coaches, and yet somehow be afraid of the Tar Heels? They have great attorneys at UNC. If that's, your, if that's your theory, I think you're right. Carolina lawyered its way out of a tricky situation. But if the evidence is overpowering, if the AFAM scandal evidence was just a sure thing, I'm telling you because I've covered this stuff for 31 years, if the evidence in the AFAM scandal was a clear-cut fit for existing NCAA rules, all the lawyers in the history of the world would not have been enough to win that battle. It's just like in the football case. All the lawyers couldn't have turned that tide. In the Syracuse basketball coach case, all the lawyers couldn't turn that tide. Louisville and Syracuse are two of the most lucrative, biggest brand name basketball programs in modern college basketball history, and they're both led by Hall of Fame coaches. Why would you be afraid of UNC if you're the NCAA? and yet not afraid of Patino, Bayheim, Syracuse, and Louisville because they have just as much money than the Tar Heel, as the Tar Heels in the Louisville example especially. They've become one of the most wealthy athletic departments in the entire ACC. It's not like they don't have access to good lawyers. Well, I guess Carolina just was willing to pay them more, that's all. <laughs> or the evidence is not as good of a fit for an automatic conviction. I, you know, my legal training comes in handy here. There are cases, you could follow this in the criminal justice system, right? There are cases where the, the evidence is such a perfect fit for the rules that the defense attorney is looking at the judge knowing that a conviction is coming. The prosecutor is looking at the judge knowing a conviction is coming. The jury is looking at the evidence saying, man, can we get out of here? Everybody knows this guy did it. And then there are other cases where, for whatever reason, the evidence is not a great fit for the rules in play. And the Carolina case was one of the most unusual cases in NCAA history. There are other cases of improper benefits, the way Louisville just got hit, right? Now, they're not all involving escorts and prostitutes, but the whole improper benefits concept is not new. You could look in the NCAA archives and find a thousand cases involving improper benefits, okay? Carolina's case, being that weird mix of academics and athletics, 
has very few, if any, parallels in the history of the NCAA. And because it's a gray area, when do you need a great lawyer the most? If you're accused of murder and there's a blood trail, accepting O.J. Simpson from this example, if you're accused of murder and there's a blood trail from the dead bodies all the way back to your house, and when they, when they sample all the blood samples and send it to the lab, it all comes back as either your blood, you know, maybe you cut your finger or something with the knife you used to kill the two people on your way home. So all the drops of blood collected on the trail from the murder scene through your car and back to your house, they all have either your, actually this is even better, your blood and the victim's blood. Like that's, that, again, accepting the O.J. Simpson case, that is as close to a slam dunk as there is in the history of criminal justice, Right. OJ hired great lawyers because he could afford them, and they found some very rare little problems with the prosecution's case. But that is as close to a sure thing as you'll ever get. When is the defense attorney even more valuable in the day-to-day world? When the, when the evidence is either A, not as overwhelming, or B, not a great fit for the rules. Carolina got away with a scandal. There's no doubt about it. They got away with a disgraceful, outrageous scandal. But clearly they didn't get away with it because the NCAA is afraid of them. If the NCAA was afraid of Carolina, it would be afraid of other big-name basketball programs, other Hall of Fame coaches. In the Syracuse case, in the Larry Brown case, in the Louisville case, it was easier for the NCAA to collect the evidence and connect the dots. These are the rules. This is what went wrong. You used ineligible players to win those games, and now you have to vacate those games. And in the Bayheim, Larry Brown, uh, and it would have been in the Patino case, but he got fired before they could make it happen, you would have been personally suspended for a while as well. Again, even though you didn't even know what went wrong. Because why? They're executing NCAA rules as they're clearly spelled out, and they're, use, they're applying them to Syracuse and Louisville, Same way they've applied them to other similar cases in the past. With Carolina, believe it or not, the most similar cases were cases like at Michigan. Again, a weird mix of academic and athletic problems, but really it started on the academic side of campus and kind of leaked into athletics. Do you know what happened to Michigan when they had, again, it's not a perfect parallel, but a somewhat similar case? Nothing. The Michigan Wolverines had an example where there was such an outrageously small amount of work done overwhelmingly by athletes for a single professor in independent study classes. Sound familiar? So ridiculously little work was done that other professors were saying, wait a minute, that guy had how many independent, stu- independent study students and almost all of them were athletes and they all got suspiciously high grades? Any of this sound familiar? Suspiciously high grades, very little work done, Horrible supervision, an embarrassing standard for a legitimate education. That applied to the Michigan case, certainly applies to the recent AFAM scandal at UNC. And when the NCAA looked at the Michigan case, you know what they said? Nothing to see here. You should be embarrassed as a university that that happened. And your athletes clearly benefited from those high grades for suspiciously little work. But that's really a university matter, and we're an athletics organization. In the UNC case, rather than just wiping their hands and saying our rules don't apply here, they took the Tar Heels through years' worth of back and forth and lawyers and arguing and debating and fighting. I mean, the people at Carolina are saying, 
Why was the Michigan case one where you just said, uh, we don't really have jurisdiction here? It's, a, it's mainly an academic matter. So the Wolverines just to go on with our request that they start acting like a university. But there's no, there wasn't even not only no NCAA sanctions, there was no NCAA investigation in the Michigan case, which had several similarities to the UNC case. If you really dive into these details, you'll find that rather than conspiracy theories, evidence that is available to the NCAA and an easy fit for stuff that they've been penalizing schools for for decades usually results in convictions. And when you ask them to sort of go beyond their comfort zone, remember what happened when they hammered Penn State on a criminal justice matter? That's not your typical NC State case That was or, or NCAA case. That was Jerry Sandusky molesting children in football offices and showers, right? A former assistant coach. It's a criminal justice matter. The NCAA tried to make it their business, and they got sued, and they lost, and they had to put their tail between their legs and apologize and ease off many of those sanctions against the Nittany Lions. Similar to the, to the how far does your jurisdiction go when it comes to issues that are inspired on the academic side of campus. The Louisville case was inspired by somebody who reports directly to Rick Pitino. That Michigan professor who was handing out to all those easy grades was on the other side of campus. He wasn't, he's not within the athletic department umbrella. He doesn't report to a coach or an athletic director or anybody else. He's just a professor who decided to create easy classes for athletes. And while we might not like that, there's not a rule preventing a professor creating easy classes for athletes. You kind of hope the university doesn't allow that to happen if they have any respect for themselves, right? In the Syracuse case, somebody who, who reports directly to Jim Beheim, handpicked by Beheim, he was the guy doing the bad stuff. In the Louisville case, Andre McGee, hired by Patino, reports directly to Patino, is the guy at the center of the wrongdoing. These are differences that might not matter at cocktail parties when people pontificate about what should happen. But the more you use your smell test, and the more you fail to realize that evidence matters and whether or not it's a good fit for NCAA rules matters, there's a great debate about what's fair. What should the NCAA govern? That's, that's a fair matter of debate. We can all disagree or agree on that. But you've you got to get past the hypothetical, what should the rules be? When you have a case in front of you, it don't matter what the rules should be. It don't matter what the rules might be. The only way you can prosecute a case is based on what the rules are and how, has press, how have any similar cases been handled in the past. Improper benefits, academic malfeasance the way it was done at Syracuse through the athletic department. Again, a guy who reports directly to Jim Beheim. Those differences matter just as there are things that might confuse you in the criminal justice system. Why did this guilty person get away, and yet this person was guilty? The more you know about the criminal justice system, the more you're going to realize, well, it's not a conspiracy theory. It's actually because this case had this issue that they couldn't overcome, and this other one was just a connect-the-dots done deal. It happens that way in the NCAA system of justice as well. It's not always right. It's not always fair. It frankly has a horrendous track record for catching wrongdoers, getting to the truth, and punishing people in a consistent and fair and not too time-consuming manner. NCAA is not good at any of those things. Don't get me wrong. 
But the idea that this is just a conspiracy theory is especially debunked because of the hammers that especially Louisville just got uh, after learning its appeal was denied earlier today. I appreciate, I, I, I expect the emotional reaction that you're having. But a lot of times when the emotions calm down, if you really take the time for a deep dive into the actual facts, you'll be able to differentiate between cases that went one way and cases that went the other way.